Technical difficulties have occurred with the hosts of this podcast. Please do not adjust your broadband connection. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Average Joe Show, episode number 45 on this Labor Day weekend here in the United States. I'm Corey Charette, and don't forget to go to our website, AverageJoeShow.com, and our email is, of course, talk at AverageJoeShow.com, and we're on Twitter, Average Joe Show, all one word. And, of course, joining me this week, as always, is my cohort, my partner in crime, Mr. Ward Miller. Hey, Ward, how's it going over there? Pretty good, Corey. Uh, I'm just all geeked about this uh, three-day weekend. Oh, definitely. I mean, this is basically this is the end of summer here as we know it. Yeah, well, I just like the fact that I don't I, – I get paid to sit at home for, you know – an extra day. <laughs> you got that right. It, something about that, you know. Uh, you got any plans to, for this weekend? Nah, I'm going to shoot my sh- my other show, and I'll probably be able to take my time and edit it, you know, and I have a little bit more time. It'll probably end up going up Sunday anyway, so it really doesn't uh, matter. You, you might as well. I don't blame you. You know, enjoy the last days of summer here. And, of course, speaking of summer, the man who li- lives somewhere where summer seems to never end over in hot, and dry the surface of the sun <laughs> coming to us from the surface of the sun also known as arizona uh one of our friends who always joins us on the show when he can mr tyler hurst hey tyler how's it going over there in hot arizona good how you guys doing yeah uh, for most places the uh memorial day and labor day mark the beginning and end of summer uh in arizona they actually uh it's actually the opposite uh we actually don't go outside between memorial day and labor day and now uh, this next weekend, we're going camping. It's going to be about 85, 90. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be fantastic because it's about 110 right now, and that's cool. Labor Day in, in uh, Arizona is kind of like halftime, right? It, well, it's, it's almost starting. I mean, it's been – I came back from New York uh, last weekend, and it went from 85 to 112 when I got off the plane. 112 <sighs> at, at 1045 in the morning. It was just – it was ridiculous. Oh, wow. I don't know why I live here. But. Somebody in Arizona pissed, somebody, pissed God off. They did. They did. Well, we're, we're in the middle of a desert. We get our water from 400 miles away, and I'm still not sure where we get electricity. But, hey, it's cheap land, I guess. Well, who the hell wants to live out there in the middle of nowhere? Yeah, that's what uh, I want to do. I want to share my property with scorpions and rattlesnakes. There you go. There you go. Well, we can carry guns into bars now. So, uh, we All can right, then I'm moving. Against, yeah, so you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I want to go get drunk in Arizona. I'll tell you that much. No, 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 no. I just, I just, uh, I walk in the bar, ask who has a gun, and just stand behind them, and I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I'll just stay home and get drunk. <laughs> I just walk in and say, "Hey, look, I'm taking a survey. Who's packing? All right, I'll buy you one. Get him one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you want to make some friends real quick when you go out to the bars. Yes, you do. Wow. Okay, let's start off with the stories this week. Uh, we got some tech stuff here this week, and the first story is about a little kitty cat known as Snow Leopard. All right. Yes, uh, Snow Leopard is released uh, this last what uh, last last week, uh, something like that. Last Doesn't matter. Friday. Two years. Last Friday, two years after the release of, of, of Leopard, it's is April's what ten point six now. Yeah. 
Apple's not operating system, it was sold for a whopping price of $29, which means that everyone who owns a Mac bought it immediately. Probably most of them pre-ordered it. Um, I've installed it on, what, four computers now? And the only difference so far is that mail crashes more often. So, yeah, um, there's, uh, I'm looking at a screen right now with 100 different Snow Leopard tips and tricks. Apparently, I can make screen, screen records. I can change the language to Chinese, which doesn't help me at all. Um, I can install a new QuickTime 7. I can start up in 64-bit, but none of my applications work for that. So while I'm excited that a new operating system is out, I'm still not sure what in the hell it's here to do. Um, well, it's one of them things where normally we're conditioned, right, when, when you buy a new operating system – it's kind of like uh, remodeling your kitchen. Yeah. You know, you remodel the kitchen. Everybody that walks in goes, wow, this has changed. This is totally different. Yep. Whereas the leopard upgrade was kind of like, let's fix the foundation of the house. There you go. We're, we're going to fix something, you know, some stuff that nobody really sees. And, you know, it, it, it's going to be cool stuff later. It's not yep. super cool stuff right now, but we're going to be able to build some really kick-ass stuff on top of it. Yep. You know, that that's kind of the way I look at Snow Leopard. I I, I was one of the fanboys. Uh, you know, as I do a show about Mac, so of course I was at and I was gonna go wait in line at the Mac store at the Apple store. And it was funny because, you know, I took my buddy Chuck who we shoot with and we took our cameraman and we get there and there isn't a fucking soul in the in line. Yep. It's like an hour beforehand and I'm like there's nobody here, but the, the people in the Apple store were cool. Cause they seen us standing outside and they opened the door and they're like, you here for snow leopard. We're like, yeah. And they're like, come on in. And they, they let us in like 45 minutes early. We grabbed snow leopard and I had it installed, uh, within 15 minutes. Well, I had it installing within 15 minutes. That's how long it took me to get home. And, it installed uh, pretty quick. Uh, 45 minutes for me on laptops. I was impressed. Was now, did you do an upgrade or did you flatten them? I just did an upgrade. I've never done an upgrade before. Um, I've always done. I've always done either a clean, clean install or an up or a archive and install. Mm-hmm. And this time, I, I asked a bunch of people. They said, "Go ahead and try just to upgrade," and it actually worked quick. Haven't had a, a darn problem except for uh, except for mail, actually. So. Yeah, that, that's really odd because I haven't heard that. I mean, I haven't honestly, either. I, I've been know, searching for it. I haven't heard a damn thing. So maybe it's maybe it's some plugin that I used, or maybe it's some yeah something. It, it could be because you know. I did an upgrade on one machine and I flattened the other machine just because yeah. I was trying to do speed comparisons for the show and stuff. And the, uh, the mini I did the upgrade on, it took about, eh, about 50 minutes to do the upgrade. Now I did mm-hmm. the flatten and install on a Mac pro or MacBook yeah. pro, excuse me. And it, it was done in 30 minutes. I mean, it screamed. Wow. And because, you know, I didn't, on either machine, I really don't use a lot of uh, like third-party plugins and stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm really not seeing it. I'm seeing a, a huge speed increase. I am. Uh, Finder is much snappier because Finder is now is now what running Cocoa with 64-bit, I believe. Is that, yeah, yeah. Um, Time Machine is also much faster too. It actually stops backing up when you tell it to, and it backs up much quicker. Well, the other thing I noticed too is uh, Safari is even faster. Because you know how you click Safari and the, the little Safari thing would bounce five or six times? Yep, yep. It bounces about half a time now. Nice. And it, 
and it opens. I mean, and they're saying stats are it op- it runs 50% faster. And I thought it was really quick before, but now my mini won't run in, in 64-bit mode, but my pro will. And the I really don't see that much of a difference. And I think that the reason is is 64-bit doesn't necessarily cause a speed increase, but it, it allows you to address more memory. Yes, exactly. So before I had 4 gig of RAM in my MacBook Pro, and I was only being able to address 3 gig of it. Yep. Now I can address the whole thing, you know, running in 64-bit mode. And because I flattened it, all the apps that, that I loaded or that came with it are all 64-bit native. So they ran, of course. And uh, the, my other stuff, like I loaded my iLife in, and iLife just fired right in. It, I haven't had any any hanging problems. That that kind of that kind of bums me because uh, th- this is the first time I really heard about a, a, uh, a uh, an inherent you know mail issue. And, well, it could be. I used uh, I used a program called Daylight for a while, um, and there's a there was a plugin I used, but I disabled it. So that, but anyway, that's been the only thing. Um, I think that Snow Leopard is definitely going to be something that I'm going to find out more about as I go along. Because usually with Leopard, you knew all about the, the, the cool things right away. Mm-hmm. I think Snow Leopard, Snow Leopard is one of those things about, you know, I'm going to look back in a month and go, oh, that's freaking cool. I didn't know it could do that type stuff. So um, more playing know, with it. I don't know if you subscribe to uh, Mac Break Weekly. Yes. Okay, the video one that Alex Lindsay does. Mm-hmm. He just did a whole series with Sal Sigorin. Mm-hmm. From Apple, uh, he's the automator guy. Yep. And in Snow Leopard, uh, you now have contextual services. Yep. And you can write, you can write services in Automator, and plug nice. them in as a service. Nice. So it and it will change based on what you have selected. So if you select a JPEG, and you go to services, it'll tell you all the stuff that you can do with a JPEG, and that's it. It won't show you, you know. But then if you open if, – if you go to a text document, it will just show you the stuff you can do with that text document. Very it's cool. really cool stuff. Very I'm, cool. I'm very excited about it. But, and, and Corey's gone. I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Uh, Come on. The, you, the reason they released Snow Leopard is they, they just want to get up to 11 quicker. So you know they got 10.6. They still have to release what? 10.7, 8, and 9 so they can have you know OS 11 come out. Well, I, I think – I don't know if it's – as much as wanting to go to 11, but as much as it is preparing the community for 11. Oh, well, I guess, I guess not, another big thing that uh, I haven't mentioned yet is this is Intel only. Um, this basically drops, not basically, this drops all support for PowerPC Max. So if you have a computer you bought, uh, what, uh, the last Power Mac came out in 2005-ish, 2006, um, you are done upgrading. So Leopard was your last one. Yeah, but I mean, that follows apple's track record it does you know? and i like that i like not having as much backwards capability yeah i mean that's what's killing microsoft i'm, yep. I'm, I'm gonna uh, you know i'm not a microsoft fanboy uh but i've worked with microsoft for 10 years and i know that that's one of the things that kills them is you know they keep trying to come up with this new advanced system and windows 7 is very good I've been using it for, you know, I used it in beta 2. I've used the RC, and we just got the uh, Enterprise version. And it it is rock solid. It works like a champ. 
The problem is they continually have to build in support for 16-bit applications because, you know, they want to make sure everything's backwards compatible and whatnot. And, you know, people want to bitch about the, the, the problems that, that Microsoft has. Microsoft has these problems. Be, I mean, and it's a catch-22. Yeah. Well, we've got to make everything backwards compatible, but when we make everything backwards compatible, it's, it's vulnerable. So then we're taking a hit from the, you know, from the, you know, people that buy it, the, the actual Microsoft community, because they're pissed because everything, you know, is vulnerable, but they still want the 16-bit applications. Well, that's because they have to kiss the business's asses because all these big corporations are using, you know, Windows operating systems and these applications they have. They haven't been updated in 15 years. I'm using these shitty ass programs that look like they've been, you know, programmed in Visual Basic four. They probably they probably were. Yeah, and they probably were. And they're slow. They're sluggish. And you know, they still run in Windows XP. Yeah, and they do. And and the the bottom line is though, I mean, let's think about this for a second. They didn't run well in XP. No. They didn't run well in in Windows 2000. You know, it, it, it's a 16-bit application. It doesn't address the memory right. It, I mean, you have problem after problem. And because that's the difference between Microsoft and Apple. Apple goes in and goes, okay, this is the drop-dead. Boom. We're not going to develop anything else for this platform. Well, Period. No, that's, but that's because Apple doesn't have the enterprise and the corporations to, to, to cater to. That's, that's, that's the problem right there. As much. Yeah. Well, As that, much. That, that's a huge part of the problem, I, I think. Um, but at the same time, it, I think that if Microsoft would have taken that stance earlier, and and they would enforced. have they, enforced it and played hardball, you know, back when it went from you know Windows NT to Windows 2000, and yeah. said no, and they drew a line in the sand. I mean, Apple's done this before when they went from OS 9 to OS 10, they drew a line in the sand and they said, okay, this stuff, you know, anything that's running on OS 9. Developers port it over to OS 10 because it's not going to work. We're not going to put anything in there that's backwards compatible. And I, I think that you know when you look at some of the stuff like the, uh, uh, especially with Snow Leopard, uh, going from the old Finder to the new Finder, you know the new Finder is written in Cocoa and and it's really fast and it really works well, versus the the Finder that was written for Tiger. That had to work with PowerPC, so they at that point they were still kind of juggling between you know the PowerPC folks who, like you said, in 2005 had just bought a PowerPC, and Apple you know joined up with Intel, so yeah. they had to support them for a period of time, and I think that the you know when you went from Tiger to Leopard, you know it was still the same thing where this this hardware is only three years old. So we can't really abandon it. Now, you know, it's, it's four years old, and we're yeah. saying, okay, you can't move forward. We, we've gotten you up to Leopard, and Leopard's really cool, but you're not going to go any further. Yep. You know, and, and I, I, I like the fact that they draw that line in sand, and I wish that Microsoft would do the same thing and go to these developers and go, look, if you want to keep your stuff on our system and you want to keep making your sales to these enterprise customers that, you know, that use your application – you better upgrade it. You better figure out how to make it 32, 64, but whatever. And draw that line in the sand and say, we will not support a, anything below a 32-bit application, period. 
Well, also, I mean, you don't you don't have to upgrade. I think that's that that's one of the problems people have too is is they think that whenever a new operating system comes out, they immediately have to upgrade. And you don't you don't you don't always have to upgrade. Like there are, I've got a couple of uh, servers running on, uh, or I guess not servers but towers running on Tiger, and I'm fine with it. I'm not going to upgrade them ever. People get locked in the fact they have to upgrade to every new operating system, and that's that's unfortunate. Like you should have to upgrade your hardware every three to five years. Or you don't, you can't keep up with the, with the modern operating systems at all. Yeah, and, and but you know, and and that's I guess the downside is when you start looking at stuff like, you know, the the Windows Seven and whatnot that that are the the pretty shinies, you know, yeah. and and they you can come out and tout stuff as much as you want, and like I said, Windows Seven rocks, but when you have to put in backwards compatibility to crap that was crap 10 years ago and you still have to be able to support it. I honestly think that, you know, Balmer should just make the stand and say, look, we're not going to put 16 bit applications in, you know, this next version period, you know, and, and force these, you know, th- there's, uh, there's companies out there that are developing stuff for enterprises and and i don't want to talk about the enterprise i work for or who our vendors are but we have vendors that come in and go well no it's a 16-bit application and you can't do that microsoft should be the ones it shouldn't be us telling them no don't bring in a 16-bit application it should be microsoft going it won't work yeah well you know what it's not going to change and uh let's just leave it at that because we can be here all day with us okay all right okay so, all right. Yeah, we, we, we bored Corey long enough. Okay, so if you didn't, okay, so if you didn't get your Snow Leopard disc this week, there's another disc that came out that Ward wants to tell us about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you guys remember Saved by the Bell? Oh, definitely. Oh, who doesn't? I, I watched it actually in the airport at JFK um, on last Saturday. It was riveted. <laughs> exactly. Riveted. I, I bet you couldn't even sleep afterwards. It was just so. No, I was I was I was all geeked out. Kelly Kapowski and uh, and Zach and what was the principal's name again? Uh, he's Mr. Belding. No, and and that and that's what we're going to talk about. Mr. Belding just released a well, no, he's uh, no, it's already been released. It's September first. He released a karaoke CD with Mr. Belding, <laughs> and and the name of the show uh, and the name of the CD is Karaoke with your favorite principal, Dennis Haskins. A.K.A. Mr. Belding. Oh, joy. So do, you, so do you think that he's in debt to someone or? Somebody got pictures of him with a goat. <laughs> <laughs> and now if, if, you, if, you look, if you read the story, it's going to be on Average Joe shows. Uh, this, the track listing is Mr. Belding singing. Now, th- that's the thing. You got to get this in your head. This is Mr. Belder, Mr. Belding singing School's Out. California Dreamin', <laughs> Piano Man, What a Wonderful World, Brown-Eyed Girl, Georgia, and Friends in Low Places. <laughs> so there's only seven? That's I think I got it ripped. How much is that? That's seven. I'm looking right now. I don't see the price anywhere. I'm in a, I'm in a stupid website, which, oh, that's a wonderful website. Well, what I don't understand is how it could be karaoke with Mr. Bell. I thought with karaoke they stripped the audio, the 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 voice out. Yeah, I'm thinking like what is it supposed to be? Like just him doing the backing voices or or what? 
Or, or on the karaoke machine, it's him mouthing it, and you're singing along with it. School's out for some. I can't picture Mr. Belding saying school's I, out. I, yeah, really. I, or Georgia. I, why does he do two Ray Charles tones? What's it? Has no one, has no one bought this? Do we not really not have this? What's the other Ray Char- Charles tune? What a Wonderful World. No, that's not Ray that's, Charles. That's Louis Thank Armstrong. you. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm looking at the listing. No, you're right. No, I did hear a rendition of uh, Ray Charles doing it, though. But it, you're right. It was a Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong made it popular. Well, you know, I mean, wow. really, do you really want to see this guy who's only known for one kid's show back in the early 90s? You want to buy a CD-DVD package set of him doing seven songs? What the fuck is that about? That'd be, that, that would be funny at one party after a bunch of drinks. But after that, wait, you yeah. can play it. You yeah, can you, play could, it. You, you could toss it on and, and, hey, check this out. This is Mr. Belding doing School's Out. All right, that's pretty funny. You know, and then he starts into California Journal. Like, hey, what's going on here? Yeah, that's wow. – you know, Then he starts into Piano Man. They're like, hey, what the hell? What's wrong with you? He's on you know? YouTube. I was, just on looking, YouTube. I was just looking that shit up. No way. If you look up Dennis Haskins Karaoke, there's actually videos of him up there. There's even one with him and Brooke Hogan. Mustang Sally? Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, there will be a link to that also in the, in the uh, show notes for Average Joe oh Show. God. Because oh, my God. I know. I was just thinking, the same, too, I was thinking the same thing, Tyler. I'm like, I've got to see if there's anything on YouTube because YouTube has everything. Wow. Well, I don't know. I mean, do we give him credit for this or what the hell? Why would Why would someone do this? I don't – I mean – I mean, does he have any money left from his heyday back in Saved by the Bell? All right. Now, I, I will say that the, the most important thing here is there, there's a petition to reunite the cast of Saved by the Bell on Jimmy Fallon on his website. Who cares? Yeah, oh, they, are you serious? The, the, oh, the I'm is, signing it right now. <laughs> dude, dude, they all hate Screech. It'll never happen. No. Well, there was a picture on People Magazine, uh, what, two or three weeks ago? With everybody except for Mr. Belding, who was pissed off that he wasn't asked, and, and Screech, they were they were missing from it. Well, no, the, the the in fact, I think we did a story on that. The the whole cast hates him. Oh well, yeah, Be- because he was supposed to do some kind of a expose book or whatever, you know, tell all book, and, because he's he's pissed broke, and I guess he's the only one of them that's pissed broke. Well, yeah, uh, well apparently them. not. Apparently, Mr. Belding is also because. <laughs> but I mean, he's... the rest of them do- have done just fine. I mean, haven't they? Well, yeah, yeah, pretty if, much. Yeah, uh, Jeff Amber Thiessen's done fine. Mark Paul has been on shows. Uh, AC Slate or AC, uh, what's his name? Mario, Mario Lopez. Lopez is on. Is everywhere. Right. He's the new Mark McGrath. Um, who else was on there? Well, we I all was know. Going to say David Hasselhoff, but yeah. <laughs> we'll, go well, we know, and we all know about. Um, what Jesse Spano? What's her real name? We all know her her claim to fame with Showgirls. So yeah, they've done fine, except for Screech. Except for Showgirls, because Showgirls was terrible. Oh, there were but a couple. Did, there no, were a couple be, memorable scenes in there. Be. Yeah, I mean, I did, I, I, I did dig Sander naked. That was it. Yeah, but no, uh, I, 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 no, it was her thrashing around the guy's lap in the pool was the best part. <laughs> yeah, that just that, that messed up everything. You, you know what's sad though, because you have flashbacks to her doing that to AC Slater during gym class <laughs> yeah. or something. You know, it's like, uh, you know, and, and I did the same thing. I, I've seen Tim, Tiffany Amber Thiessen and a lot of stuff, and I see her, you know, being just this, being slutty, and I'm going, dude, did you kiss Zach Morse with that moth? You dirty little bitch. But then again, you know, whatever. <laughs> 
I don't know. I just they need money. We'll, yeah, they need money. We'll let them have it. I just think it's sad that the Mr. Belding is to the point now where he has to release a karaoke CD and also say that he is Mr. Belding on the CD. Well, if he didn't say he was Mr. Belding, nobody know who the hell he was. Anyone's going to buy it. Oh, they would have recognized him. What, what he says, I love this quote. I love to sing and have been doing karaoke for the past six years. Karaoke is about having fun, and I hope everyone will have fun singing along with me on their own with our karaoke CD DVD. Now, do you think someone financed that for him, or, or he, had to, he had to do that on his own? Uh, the company that, that, is, that supposedly is producing it or behind it or whatever is E1 Entertainment. I've never heard of that. Well, look at the cover. I mean, look at the cover of the CD. It looks like someone made it in freaking Microsoft Paint or something. Yeah, it's really not. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look real professional, and, and he looks like he's high. I know. It's like, what the fuck is this? That's that's awesome. Not, nothing beats Mr. Belding High singing uh, Friends in Low I places. think we should all go to our local Best Buy and ask if we can buy the karaoke with your favorite principal, Dennis Haskins, a.k.a. Mr. Belding Karaoke CD. Yeah, everybody that's listening to this show, all, all six of you, go out and, and, and rush the uh, – <laughs> The, your best, your local Best Buy, and demand. You don't ask. You demand karaoke with your favorite principal, Dennis Haskins, also known as Mr. Bell. You know, for shits and giggles, if I do go into like my local record store or something like that, I'm going to have to look just to see if it's in there, just just for the hell of it. Dude, request it. Just just say, hey, by the way, I, you know, I was here looking, and, and I'm looking for – I'm a big fan of karaoke. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm looking to add Mr. Belding to my collection. Can, can can you help a brother out? Well, now here's here's the <laughs> sickening part about this. You go in there, you're going to be asking a 17 year old kid who's going to go, "Who the hell's Mr. Belding?" He's not going to have any idea. That makes it just this, even funnier, dude. If you could get a recording of, it. <laughs> I wish I had a portable recorder. Seriously, so it's some way you know, like well, my phone will do it. I mean, an iPhone. Oh, will that's do it. true. But get 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 a little tape player or something. And well, no, yeah, any kind of little like recording device. Go in there and just talk to the dude, and then we'll play it back on the show. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. I think it would be hilarious, and, and just carry on a conversation with him. Like, dude, everybody knows who Mister Belding is. What, what do you mean? I, I, I definitely need this. This is, you know, and, and we'll, it'll be just like crank yankers. We and you just go in there and bust this guy's balls for twenty minutes, and I go, ah, fuck it, I don't want to know anyway, and leave. That would be the best. Okay. All right. You're thinking too much into this. All right. Yeah. He, he has a plan apparently. Okay. So let, let's change gears here from a guy who has no money to a guy who apparently has too much money. In Louisville, Kentucky, uh, the gentleman known as Papa John – I can't see his name right now. Where the hell is his name? John, Sh- John Schnatner. Schnatner. Looks like Schnatner. So we'll say that. Back in 1983, he sold a gold – Schnatter. Schnatter. Papa John sold a 1980 in 1983 sold his 1971 gold and black Chevrolet Camaro Z28 for $2,800 to help his father's tavern, which obviously became the Papa John's Pizza Empire. Um, but you know, like like every one of us, you know, our first car, you know, we always had sentimental value, a meaning to it. You know, we we love these cars. Well, years ago, he created a website and offered anyone who who knew where the car was quarter of a million dollars well believe it or not the car was in kentucky and the car was returned to him because one of the people that bought it five years ago paid four grand for it 
got the $250,000 reward, and now the car is sitting in display at the company headquarters in Louisville, replacing the replica that he had commissioned while he searched for this original car. So he paid a, he paid a quarter million dollars for it, and he's not even driving it? No. Actually, actually, he paid $275,000 for it because he gave the original buyers twenty five grand for helping out, helping them find the second buyers. Okay, what's wrong with this story? Um, it's nice to be rich. Something wrong with that? I, I think it's kind of cool, personally. I, I mean, to have that kind of money and go, you know what? You know, I, I sold a, a 1968 Delta 88, you know, for 200 bucks. And, and I really like that car, so I, I, I want it back. Well, well, here's the thing. I mean, for him, a quarter, he, you know, he wipes his ass with a quarter but, million but, dollars. He, he's rich. But here, he's beyond rich. But here's the thing, though. He's not, he didn't buy the car because he wants to drive the car. He bought the car because that car helped build the Papa John's empire. And he wants to put it in a museum so everyone could see. This is the car that got these pe- this pizza delivery place national. So I think it's a fantastic story. I would love to be able to do that. But, I mean, I my dad sold his uh, he had a 1976 or 77 anniversary edition Corvette Silver that he sold uh, during the gas crisis because he had a newborn son, me, who wouldn't fit in the back seat, and he sold it and he bought a Chevrolet Citation. Ooh. And I've seen pictures within that of that Corvette, and I would have sat in the trunk for four years if that would have meant for me to get that. Because you know what I got when I turned sixteen? The Citation. The, were all Not your childhood pictures of him shooting you the finger? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I can yeah, see why. Yeah, thanks for the Citation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can see why. I can see why uh, Papa John did this. I mean, that's that's cool. That's that's really cool to be able to do. Well, I mean, it's a little sad, but it's cool. Well, you know, luckily enough, I mean, 26 years, that car could have been destroyed or anything. He's lucky he found oh, yeah. it. Oh, yeah. But, here, oh, but here's the thing, though. I mean, how would you know that that was your Camaro? I mean, unless he had the VIN number somewhere. I'm sure he did. I mean, if you're going to pay a quarter million dollars for something, you're going to make sure it's authentic. You know, there has to he has to ha- had to have had some way of determining okay. that that was is, that was the right is, car. Because I mean, how, how many other seventy six Camaros are out there? Well, this is it. This is nineteen eighty three. He sells the car. He's not like you know a full grown adult thinking you know ahead of time. He's like, hey, I got to help my dad out. I'm going to sell my car. Would you have thought of it but back if, then to keep the VIN number no, somewhere? No, but isn't that on the title? Yep. Or on the registration? Yeah, but you don't keep any of that. Who would keep that stuff? You know, if it's your first car, you might keep the, the registration as a memento. You know, something like that and say, yeah. You know, if it was your first car, wouldn't the, you keep the, the car if it was a memento? Uh, you know, I, I mean, know. I, th- he had to have a way of proving that that was the right car for, for a quarter million. True. Yeah. I mean, he's not just going to throw a quarter million at somebody, the first guy that shows up with a 76 Camaro. Well, you know, I mean, just luckily for him, that the, there was only, what, four owners of the car or three owners of the car? It changed hands twice after he sold it. So obviously somebody was, a you know, a, a Camaro enthusiast that actually bought the cars and, you know, took care of it. And, you know, he's lucky it was still around. But I don't know. quarter of a million dollars for that car? Phew. Yeah, I mean – he he could have went out and bought. I mean, for a quarter of a million, he could, he could have went and got a badass Ferrari or something like. I, I think it's cool that that just for the sentimental reasons that he went and bought it. Yep. And he and had I the mean, money, had the ability to do it, had the money to do it. 
Well, what a fantastic thing for the for the people he bought it from too. I mean, they get a quarter million dollars. But, and they sold. The, they bought the car for four grand. You know. So I'm, yeah. I'm I'm curious what condition this car was in when he when they bought it or when you know what did the car look well, like? Well, dude, think about it. If if you're talking about a '76 Camaro, '71 or '71 Camaro, and you're paying uh, four thousand dollars for it, it's got to be in pretty primo shape. Yeah. yeah. I you bet. I, I mean, someone had. To, I mean, someone would have had to keep it up for me to spend 4K on a on a car that's that old. No question. Yeah, it has to be in, in, in pretty pretty decent shape. I, I, I guess you know I I don't know. Um, I'm not attached to my cars that much. I would never do anything like that. So no, but you know I I, I, I do. You know, I mean, we all remember our first car. I mean, we all have sentimental you know attachment to it. But yeah, mine was a 1970 Chevrolet Citation. No, I would never buy it again. Ever. No, but but say you sold that car and soon as you pay the guy to take say it. you sold yeah, yeah say you sold that car and you know that helped build your huge empire and you know oh, you're, yeah. uh, you're a multi billionaire because of it yeah you might want the car back to put in a museum to say this is the car that started it all well I, I used that car to buy of, my of course porn, then again so. if you could find a 1980 citation that's still running <laughs> more power to <laughs> you that's funny yeah funny guys. Well, I mean, he's probably a car guy too. I mean, that, that was a twelve-year-old car, and and when he sold it, so he's probably he was probably a pretty good car buff as well. Oh, I bet he was. I mean, that, that, that's that's something to do with it as well. Yeah, that's true. Okay, let's let's get after this story. And this, I don't know. Ward's got a story for us. Ward, this is quite possibly one of the most disturbing stories I've ever read. There was a Kettering woman, and I don't even, I can't even figure out where the hell Kettering is. Probably Ohio, because it's the Dayton Daily News. Yeah, Dayton. Yeah, yeah so a, a Kettering woman was arrested Saturday, August twenty second, after police said she left her eight month babe, eight month old baby home alone while she sold herself for sex outside of a local business. Now, if you see this woman, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hold it in. Yeah, if you see a picture of this woman. Wow. Oh my gosh. She wow. she is just fucking breathtaking. Now, was she was she paying people for sex or was she was she asking for money for sex? No, which exactly what she said was Richards admitted that she was attempting to exchange sexual favors for 40 to 120. dollars <laughs> Boy. Well, you know what's funny? I'll tell you this much more. Well, my my question is where do you get to put it for a buck 20? <laughs> I wouldn't even rub one out thinking of her for a month. I'm sorry. And I'll tell you this much is when I was going through the stories for for this show and I saw this link and I clicked on the link, it literally it was like nine or ten o'clock at night. The house is completely empty. I click on the link, I see that picture. I'm And you rubbed one I out. am tearing. I was laughing so loud, like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, I know the, that's the only reason I submitted the story to us. I, I seen it, and if you know, at first I'm like, "Oh man, somebody left him." Oh my god, it, she supports herself by having sex. Really? Takes? Uh, do you think she takes her glasses off, or is that part of the? Uh, is that part of the appeal? <laughs> Put a bag over her face. That's part of the appeal. Oh, Jesus! Oh. That is. Horrible. You guys, you guys have enlarged the photo, right? Click on enlarge. Photo. Oh no! Do I? Oh, oh god! Just, oh, oh my! It's just. Ah! <laughs> It's bad. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Anyway, 
Dude, yeah. I would have never even thought about clicking that button. Oh my god, Tyler! You. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so she's got. She looks like she has the lower jaw of a monkey a little bit. She looks like um, uh, what was her name in uh, in um, uh, the Ape movie with Mark Wahlberg, the new one, Helena Bonham Carter. Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, he looks. Her bottom. Her bottom looks like the ape, and oh, that is creepy. She is just. Oh wow. Wow, I'm just going to go away from that. So anyway, she left her eight-month-old in her house while she was standing outside of a door at a local business offering sex. Was this when people were walking in or walking out? I don't know. Uh, I think the local business was a bar, and and she'd just have to wait until somebody was basically crawling out the door not able to see because, (laughs) dude, I could do a case and not even look at her. It's like. I don't think they make enough booze that would make me want to do her. Uh-huh. No. Well, you know, I, I said this years ago. You know how much booze I would do? I would have to do to do her? I'd have to do like a case of Everclear. Yeah. Of course, I'd be dead from a case of Everclear. That's the only way I would do her. I just – apparently Ohio's women are not that attractive. I, I don't know. Oh. I mean – I put a link yesterday on my Facebook thing, and, and you can go Google this or, or look it up in, on uh, YouTube. It's Freaking hilarious. They have Cleveland's next top model. Oh, that was hilarious. It is so stinking funny. And it's a whole show. It's not just like one little Yeah, person. yeah. They, they they did it like the like the show where they have episodes and the I watched the the one episode and I just cried. And it's like I really hope that all the women from Ohio don't look like this. I I really hope not. I mean it just amazes me that you get these women that look like train wrecks that are trying to sell their body for money. And it's like, I don't understand that. What kind of man is that hard up to want to have sex with, you know, that. Planet of the Apes here? I mean, really? I mean, it's just Ooh. like, oh, that's disgusting. It's like, ugh, I really don't, I don't understand that. That is, but the, I'll tell Ward, I'll tell you, Ward, that is the best story I saw all week. I mean, seriously. Everybody, everybody out there that's listening to the show needs to go to Average Joe Show. If you don't look at anything else, look at the link for this because the the picture itself is worth a gazillion words. We could sit here and talk about this for the rest of the show, and it would still not do this picture justice. No, it, it, no. it's it's hilarious. I mean, we could just oh man, we could just talk about this all day and all night. I just. I have never been that hard up to have sex to want to. Well, I've been that hard up, but I never would have done that. No, I don't care. And, it, and it, I, I'd jump on a dead dog if it wasn't cold for crying out loud. But I wouldn't touch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog, though? Yeah, what kind of dog would you jump on? <laughs> <laughs> as long as it like wasn't a- cold, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, like a sheepdog, like a like a shepherd, like a greyhound. I mean, hey, well, if, well, if it's dead, it's something I I can just have. You know, I, I'd be able to maneuver. Oh, you know, oh, I, I'd have to be able to maneuver it on my own. You know what I'm saying? You get something like oh, a sheepdog. Oh, you or, want like you like, know, like, like a poodle? They're, they're just yeah, something I can hold in one hand. And, you know, one of those hand kind of like a yeah, make it like a sock. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> oh my God, Ward, Ward. Oh my God, Ward. I am just reminded. Have you guys heard of the, uh, seen the video game Postal? Yes. Uh, I'm just reminded of the of the, the of the silencer in the game Postal, where you stick the cat, where you stick the shotgun up the cat's butt. 
and use it as yes. a uh, use a silencer. That's exactly what I thought of when he's talking about using a Chihuahua as a sock. Thank you, Ward, for putting that in my head. I appreciate that. For everybody out there, <laughs> I would oh. never consider having sex with an animal unless it was dead. Obviously, unless it was dead. <laughs> and I thought I could get a laugh out well, of it. Well, I'll go this way. If I had a choice between sex with a dead animal or sex with her, the dead animal would come first. Here, Lassie. <laughs> Shut up, don't. Come here, boy. Yeah. Well, actually, you can. Hey, actually... I never said anything about a boy dog. What are you talking about, man? I, You know, it's one thing I'm going to do a dead dog. I'm not going to be all queer on it. <laughs> so Jesus I guess... Christ. I guess you missed out on uh, – you should have gone and uh, hung out with Michael Vick a couple of years ago. You didn't have a, you didn't have a hell of a time. Yeah, you take me. Yeah, I mean, availability has increased. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, next story. Wow. Let's finish. Wow. Ward's finishing off with the dogs over there. Uh, next story takes place over in Finland. This story, for some reason, I heard this story all over the web. Uh, apparently, Finland has a contest. Um, they do the World Sauna Championships. And uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a they had the contest. And you put all these people from basically Russia and, you know, Finland and that part of uh, – Sweden, Belgium, et cetera, et cetera. And they sit in this 110 degrees Celsius or 230 degree Fahrenheit, you know, sauna. And the last one that can stay in there wins. And the winner actually stayed in there for three minutes and 46 seconds. Dude, you do realize that's a, that's fucking above boiling. Right. 210 is, 210 yeah. is boiling. 212. 212. 212. 212, is, 212 is boiling. So that's above boiling for four minutes. Dude, you'd have to be a walking fucking blister. That's yeah. just beyond ridiculous. Yeah, I don't. I mean, what's the what's the point of this? They come out burned, they, or do they come out boiled, or is it more of a sautéed, or how does that work? I think it might be like a sunburn, maybe. I don't know. Poached. Yeah. I'm talking about braving braving the heat. This has been done for ten years. When the hell? What in the hell? What the hell? I don't even get this one. I mean, this is this firewalking. I get this doesn't make any sense at well, all. Well, Finland is very far north up in Europe in Scandinavia, so maybe you know they want to want to put them in the extreme heat, see how long they could really last. I don't know. I I live in Phoenix and I wouldn't do this. Heck no. Yeah, too. I mean, too. But but you're doing it by default, man. When you go swimming, it's the same thing. I mean, let's you know call a pig a pig. Jesus, that is just ridiculous. I don't know. I, I really don't know why people do stupid stuff, but they've been doing it for 10 years. It's, you know. It's real easy. There is a title. If they have a title, there's money involved. I don't know. There's absolutely no way you could get me to crawl into fucking boiling water for four minutes. But uh, apparently the, the money's worth, you know, second degree burns. I, I'm just curious how the hell you breathe in there. Don't. I mean, really? You probably hold your breath. For, you, you probably hold for your breath for three minutes and forty six seconds. I mean, that takes. Yeah, you, you can do that. I mean, that's the you can you can hold your breath for up to five minutes. I think. Something I mean, the like only that. thing I could think of is you know, obviously you don't breathe through your mouth. I mean, that would just be horrible, you know. And don't take you don't don't inhale deeply, you know. Dude, you couldn't breathe through your nose because it would just smell like burning flesh. Mm, bur- yep. Burnt nose hairs. Nothing wrong with that. Ugh. I don't. Ugh. I mean, that was just. Ugh. That's weird. I've heard, so do they? I mean, do they go in with clothes on? I mean, do you even bother? Well, from what I've seen videos online, I haven't, I didn't find one for this, but they basically go wearing shorts. They okay. just go in there wearing shorts, and you see, it's like a clear room that they have the sauna in. And it's funny, is people just sit there, and then when they're done, they just get up and walk out. It's not like they're freaking out, and they're just like, okay, this is too much, and they just walk out. It's, it's a very boring event. Just 
I can imagine. I mean, just watching people sweat to death. I wonder how much weight you lose when you're in there, how much water Well, that's the thing too. How much, how much water do you drink before you go in there? You know, you got to be properly hydrated to even think about doing that. Shit, that's well, that's basically scary. twice as hot as the hottest day in Phoenix. Yep. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, there's no, there's that. just no no stinking way. Well, you that's you know we compl- just, we complain about hundred degree days, but two hundred and thirty. I Jesus Christ, talk about living on the sun. Yep. Couldn't imagine. Actually, that's maybe this is like getting into my car after sitting in sitting in the heat all day. Oh, I could totally do this. No big deal. Now, I, I'm wondering, you talk about boiling water. I wonder if you could actually... <laughs> Tyler's been cross-training for this for years. Yeah, no problem. This is like getting into my car from sitting in the sun all day. This is easy. No big deal. I don't even want to imagine how hot your car is in Arizona. It's got to be a, It's got to be 140, 150. I mean, easily. easily. I, mean, you're not, you're not, I mean, you're not in there for more than a minute before the air conditioning cools it down, but it has to be oh, that hot. Oh, it's got to be. Oh, I can, I can yeah. only imagine that. Now, I'm curious, though. If it's 230 degrees in there, I'm assuming you couldn't boil water if you were in there. I mean... Or would water just evaporate quickly or what? What the hell would happen? Well, I bet the heat's not concentrated. I mean, there has to be some physics way of – because the heat has to be con- – because the water is not going to be that hot right away. But right. you probably leave water in there long enough and it – well, yeah, it's a sauna. So water is going to evaporate. Hmm. Uh, obviously, it's how a sauna works. Right. I mean, that's how you, you toss water on there. So yeah, if you put a bowl of water in there, I wonder if you could outlast the bowl of water <laughs> before it boiled away. I don't know. I, I mean that's interesting. I'm, cu- I'm curious about that. But uh, – Jesus Christ! I couldn't. I, you know, we go outside and the temperature is like ninety here or one hundred and ten in Arizona, and we're out there for five minutes. It's like, forget this. You know what? The in a sauna that that is the Arizona heat. You know, because it's a dry heat. There, there's absolutely no moisture in. I ain't tired of people saying the goddamn dry heat. I want to smack people to say that. Hot is hot. Period. Hey Ward, well, Ward, have you ever? Cook something in the oven and open the door, and then you get that. Oh yeah, I know. Ovens are hot. I, I know. That's it's a dry a, heat. It feels great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Hot's fucking. Yeah, hot. hot is hot. I mean, humidity makes things worse, but hot is hot. Well, yep. let's get going off of this story. Last story. Speaking of hot, uh, Tyler's got a story about his part of the woods. Actually, I do. Um, the uh, our local Phoenix New Times is part of Village Voice, which I'm sure you guys have heard in Alt Weekly Paper. Mm-hmm has uh, written a story on the apparent poster boy of, um, I guess, our social media movement here in, here in Phoenix. Uh, Jeff Moriarty is a uh, former Intel employee and now current SiteWire employee and social media evangelist. And he has uh, been recognized as a, uh, well, we've called him a bunch of names since this started, but as basically a leader in uh, the all the community stuff that goes on, all the... Uh, Social Media Club, the PodCamp AZ, uh, Ignite Phoenix, Improv AZ, stuff that has all been transplanted from other places and been, been started up here. And so this is a, uh, what, a seven to ten page paper about, uh, about uh, Jeff and what he does and how he does it. So it's a very interesting, uh, interesting thing. My take on this is it seems, it seems odd that everyone got excited because new media was waiting for old media to recognize them, and everyone got really stoked about that. And second of all, uh, this is a, a, uh, a story about people, and somehow they managed to find one person to represent all that. I thought that was very interesting to how that works because a lot of times grassroots community movements are about the group rather than one person. And uh, I thought this was both interesting and disturbing at the same time. Well, you know, the thing is, you get stories like this, and they want to make a 
poster child. They, they, you know, whereas the, you know, the Twitter movement, the Facebook movement, whatever, whichever, you know, insert social media here. Yeah. Uh, they need for, for some reason, old media needs to put a face on something. Yep. You know, it's like, okay, well we can't identify Twitter or explain what Twitter is, but this guy is all about it, you know, and it's like Chris Brogan. You know, this is Chris Brogan, and he invented social media. No, he really didn't. He's trying to teach people that social media is cool, and everybody should be involved and and, and be part of the community. Because oh. I've talked to Chris, oh. and, and he really good guy. And I, I think that somebody like him would even be kind of, you know, ashamed to, for somebody to say that he is, you know, the Twitterverse or he is facebook or what you know once again insert social media or, or, here. or blogging or whatever he's doing and that's and that's one of the things that i was you know and i mean i know jeff marty personally i mean i'm gonna see him in, in an hour from now um but this is i mean this is some of the problem you say with old media always needs a poster child and this is the 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 great thing is about about the use of social media is there are no poster children anymore it's supposed to create give power back to the masses to the group to the to everybody else and it's just it's frustrating that they always have to put a face on on whatever's happening because yeah. nothing ever happens. Twitter was not popular because of of Evan and uh, and uh, this. Where are this. It wasn't popular because of them. They just it's kind of like the guy invented the, the inventing and because you invent something doesn't make it great. It's the people that made it great, and it's it's frustrating that they get a lot of credit when they all they did was basically hand you the tools. I mean, if if you handed a carpenter. Uh, you know, a hammer and nails, and he made something great. Who gets the credit? The guy who the guy who made the hammer and the nails, or the carpenter. Exactly. Yeah. So it's frustrating. But, but it, and it goes back to the the use of social media can't be tied to one person. Can nope. never be tied to one person because number one, that would defeat the purpose of it. Yep. Uh, you know, the the purpose of social media is community. Is the bottom line. It doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're blogging, if you're podcasting, if Twitter, Facebook you know, my space, whatever. You can't tie that to a person. You have to, it, it has to be viewed as this is what the community is doing. Now the community right now is into Twitter and Twitter's very cool, you know, and now there's websites that are coming up that have Twitter stuff built in and, you know, APIs and you can call Twitter for different things and whatnot. And it's very cool. But do I see Twitter surviving another five years? Probably not. No, and Twitter people people forget that a lot of these things they're they're platforms, not networks, or they're or they're tools, not 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 anything else. Twitter is just a way of communicating. Period. It's just like having a phone. Just because you have a phone doesn't mean you know how to use it, or that you have any idea of what it, of, of who you're going to talk to. You still have to know everything, and so it's it's just. I think that old media really misses the mark when it comes to, to explaining these type of things because they, they, they forget that it's not one person or it's not one tool or a network. It's how everyone connects to each other. But so. don't you think that that goes back to the old J school type stuff where yeah. it's, you know, who, what, when, where, why? Yep. Well, there's, there's no who. Who yep. is everyone? Everyone that uses it is Facebook. If everyone quit using Facebook, it would die. The same as Twitter, the same as any other social media. It's the the community that makes these things live and become viable. You know, if if you take away the, the if everybody that's on Twitter just said, you know what, screw this, I don't want this guy getting all the credit for you know 
for inventing Twitter or whatever. Fuck him. I'm not going to do it anymore. And they quit. That means that the, that the thing dies. If the, if there isn't a community for insert project here, it dies. Agreed. Bottom line. I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, like our show, I mean, uh, average Joe show. It's a podcast that, that we want the community to check stuff out. We want the community to shoot us emails. We, we want the community. We don't want it to be about us. Well, I don't know. Corey might, but <laughs> we, we want it to be about the community and we try well, and, and come up with stories and stuff just to make the community acknowledged. It's about inciting conversation, not leading it anymore. And that's, and that's what people like Chris Brogan do, who does a good job with it, I think, is he asks questions and engages. He doesn't preach as much. And a lot of the, the, of the better podcasters do the same thing. Um, you know, you see st- stuff like uh, uh, Adam Carolla has a podcast and, uh, you know, Bill Simmons has a podcast. They're just internet versions of, of old media. There's nothing, there's nothing new or innovative about what they're doing. And you need podcasts like this and like other ones that actually interact with the audience that, that, in, that incite conversation rather than, than, than control it, that, that make it important. Anyway. <laughs> are you done with your soapbox? Yes. Are, are you, Ward? Yeah, I guess I, I, can, I can get off the soapbox now. But um, the, that's the whole internet. The whole internet is this way. If, if you, know, you don't have users you know, interacting with websites on any level – these websites are going to go away. It doesn't matter if it's a Twitter or a Facebook. It's you know, it's somebody's blog. You know, if you don't interact with these people, they're not going to keep creating content for you to to view. Well, well, like Tyler said, it, it's not as much of the way you do things. It's creating a conversation. Now, whether you agree with what I say or whether you disagree, uh, when we when we come on this show and we talk, you will have an opinion. Whether or not you agree with me or you agree with Corey or we don't agree with each other, we cause you to think and we cause our, our listeners to make up their own mind and engage in conversations. You know, they might hear something on this show like the, the ugly chick or, you know, me doing dogs and take that to work the next day and be going, hey, you know what? I just heard this really interesting thing, you know, or this really interesting discussion on about social media. It might be people that th- that's never heard of it before. You're right. You're right. You, you know, that's the whole idea. This is insight conversation. You don't have to incite it with us, but incite it with somebody else, you know. That's all we ask. And if you don't like what we say, you can always send us email at talk at com, And you know what? We read them, and we will reply. And Ward will not touch any dogs, you know, so don't worry about that. No dogs wow. were hurt. No dogs. No were- dogs were harmed during the recording of this podcast. That's kind of, I was thinking of that as a title. I'm like, that's a little too long. So yeah, talk at averagejoeshow.com is our email, or you can leave comments right on the episode page at averagejoeshow.com. Uh, you know, every episode has a comment section. You can just leave us comments there. You can also download the episodes there. Listen right on the website. Get the feeds. You know, get it right to your Zoom, your iPod, or you know any RSS feeder you have out there. It's right on the website. We have a donate button also. Uh, talking about Twitter, we're on Twitter like everybody else seems to be at Average Joe Show, all one word. And I want to thank our hosts, our co-hosts, whatever you want to call these guys. Uh, Frickin' Frack being with us. Of course, want to thank Ward for being here. And of course, Ward, where else are you online? I am online at uh, Max in Life. Uh, it's basically uh, is the name of the podcast. It's uh, hosted by our good friend Brent Spore on iBottomac.com. 
and uh, there's also Restaurant Food Fest. We haven't shot one of those in a while, but we should be getting around to, to doing that soon. And I saw that. RestaurantFoodFast.com is the website for the last 75 episodes. You know, it's funny. Is I did look at my feed because I, I have a feed for that show, and I was like, man, it's been a while. These guys said monthly. This has been, what, two or three months now? Yeah, we're, we really didn't get it, – it's funny. It, our, our number of subscribers jumped by 100. Right. After we quit doing it, um, we're still getting a, a ton of people downloading, still downloading stuff, and yet nobody's come back with us and said, "Hey, do an episode on you know how do you you know fricassee a, a goat or something." <laughs> I'm uh, glad you didn't say dog. That's all I can say. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm sure I could talk Chuck into fricassee and goats or something. It, even if I couldn't, that would be worth making an episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're kind of hope it, we were kind of hoping the community would come in and say, you know, we'd like to see this. We'd like to see that. Uh, so we're kind of on a holding pattern. We don't want to say that we have pod fade, you know, we are still, you know, trying kicking around ideas of when we're going to do a comeback show, but that's still in the air. Well, everyone can always check it out at restaurantfoodfast.com. Get themselves caught up waiting for a new episode to come out. I mean, 75 episodes is, there's a lot of content to catch up on, so definitely go out there and check it out. And, of course, want to thank our guest host, Tyler Hurst, for being here this week. And, Tyler, where are you online? Uh, you can find me at uh, tdhurst.com uh, and on just about every single social network you can, uh, you can think of. So I'm, and what is tdhurst.com? Uh, tdhurst is my blog. Uh, tdhurst.com is my blog. of, of uh, I, try to, I try to sometimes talk about uh, – Relevant topics because uh, my actually job is a, is a consultant and I actually hey, – oh, by the way, I didn't tell you guys this. Uh, they actually asked me to, to speak in front of 300 people to 300 female entrepreneurs in two months. Fantastic. Where's this at? <laughs> uh, it's, in, it, it's in Phoenix. Oh, shit. It's in Phoenix. I'm not going out to Phoenix. Not, it's too hot. I'm not allowed to say chick. I'm not allowed to swear and I can't make any Michael Vick jokes and that was honestly part of the, part of the request when they, uh, when they asked me to speak. But I'm keynoting – Keynoting a conference, a uh, day-long conference here, and uh, yeah, tdhurst.com is where you can find me. I blog about uh, everything from social media to Michael Vick jokes to uh, apparently uh, a new gym that I'm part of. So check it out. It is actually is a pretty good site, but they actually told you you can't say that stuff during your, your – Yes. Wow. Yes. But, I can't, but he, has I, to, he has to wear spandex pants, no shirt, and a bow tie. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. They, uh, I guess it's some middle-aged women. They might get offended. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I'm still trying to get around the bow tie, the spandex, and the no shirt ward. All I all I'm thinking of is Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley on SNL right now. Exactly. Yeah. That that was the, that was the one I was going for. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, Ward. You just you just made my night now. Great. Well, I know what my Halloween costume is for this year, so thank you, thank you as well, Ward. Well, it is. I do what I can. I'm the idea guy. I'm just here to float ideas out, and and if you find something that's that you feel is worthwhile, just grab onto it and ride it. (laughs) Even if it's a dog. Oh yeah, even even though that that episode came out what like 15 years ago on SNL. Sure, let's. Oh, it's still classic. It is. It's still one of the best ones out there. It's funny though. It's uh. And this shows our age. When I worked down in Florida, there was a temp that worked there, and she was 21 years old. And I said to her something. I said something about Chris Farley. This was like a year or so ago. I said something about Chris Farley. She's like, I haven't seen him in any movies lately. Is he still doing movies? <laughs> and, wow. and I looked at her and said, uh, he's been dead for like 10 years now. Wow. 
Wow. And, and she looked at me like, really? And it's like, oh my god. And then I explained to her about the, the SNL skit. I'm like, you've never seen this? She's like, no. Like, Dude, I would so have to lie and go, dude, you didn't see Tommy Boy 2? Oh, jeez. It just came out last week. <laughs> what, the, what the hell? Apparently, you're not a big fan because you're not paying attention. Honestly, I think David Spade's career would have been much better if, if Chris Farley was still alive. I, you know, he, to me, it's just he's just a sarcastic son of a bitch now. Before he was funny, he he played off of Chris Farley pretty damn good. Yes, yeah, sir. and and Tommy Boy was evidence of that. Tom, Tommy Boy is quite possibly one of the funniest movies I've ever it's, seen. It, yeah, when I, when you laugh out loud, I don't laugh out loud at a lot of funny things, but when you laugh out loud, you know it's a good movie. Okay, <laughs> all right, enough with our movie reviews from nineteen ninety what six ninety five. I don't know when the hell that came out. But anyway, if you guys want to be guest host on our show, go to averagejoeshow.com slash guest. Uh, there's a few things on there. It's very easy to do. You can just sit here for an hour and shoot the shit with us about news stories, ugly chicks, dogs, computers, whatever whatever stories float your boat that week. Uh, just check us out at averagejoeshow.com slash guest. And I want to thank everyone for you know downloading this week's episode, spending a little bit of your bandwidth with us. And until next week, have a good one.